Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Manal. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Play. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCoach. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrich. Look ahead to Raw tonight, the penultimate Raw. Is that right? Before SummerSlam? So two Raws left. Yeah. Yeah, penultimate. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And obviously with uh, the focus on that, basically, there's... Matches being set up. I'm not sure exactly how many matches are confirmed. I think you and I could probably guess almost the entire SummerSlam card now, but we've got to get the admin out of the way. Um, How are you feeling about Raw tonight? They've done that thing now under the new Triple H era of, we'll advertise stuff because then Vince can't change and ruin it. Yes. um, uh, Last week's Raw, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, If they can continue that form then I'll be very excited because contrary to, you know, my reputation, and I know everyone who listens to this podcast, you get the odd dickhead putting a one-star review in saying he's negative. It's like, stop f***ing listening then. (laughs) Um, But this is a different audience to the Twitter audience. Um, They know that I don't want to hate this show. Mm. I do want to watch this show being, like, numbed into tedium through... It's not being particularly compelling. I'd love it if this was good. 156 hours you have to spend a year watching this? Yes. Basically. If I really, really loved this, I'd be like, I'd be delighted. I want to like it. I don't want it to be like boring with DQ finishes and three hours long and stylistically homogenized and all the rest of it. And I hope last week's form can bleed into this show. Mm. But I'm going to ask you a question, Wilborn. Is there a Viking rules match on this show? I'm, I hate to break this to you, but there is not. Oh, it's, gonna, it's not going to be great then. At time of recording, sadly, nothing nothing even mentioned with regards to the Alpha Academy. But I do hope we get a follow-up on that. We'll tonight. get a skate or something. We'll get something. Come on. Um, what we do have, yeah, is, is lots of stuff to set up things at SummerSlam. There's a contract signing between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. When do they go wrong? I mean, I sense this will be more Judgment Day shenanigans. I probably... It would be funny. It, it, I mean, it, it, 
The dynamic's going to be intriguing, obviously, because like Finn Balor's like last week, I uh, create chaos, and that's where I'm going to be too, Seth, for the title. Uh, and then it's all been SummerSlam Detroit. That's all been booked, but it is going to be, especially because obviously, thanks uh, with the Judgment Day stuff going on. The fact that you can have all the Judgment Day there with Seth Rollins, and it's like, I think Finn can. Uh, sorry, I think Seth can play with it a little bit well tonight because we know how much he's like. A <laughs> <laughs> but. The fact of like signing the contract and saying, "Well, I'm sure if you can't get the job done, maybe Damien can." With the briefcase, yeah, he's looking over his shoulder. That's the story heading into the match. Yeah, he's it? going to try and play them off each other, and after each line, he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he could say that. He could say, "I don't know why you're signing that contract," because in, in the, you know, in the very likely event that you lose, he's just going to pick up the bones. So he'll say stuff like that. It re- could really play with it, couldn't he? He could say, like, look, I look across the Judgment Day. You've got a future world champion there. in Damian, Finn Balor. In Damien Priest. You've got Rhea Ripley. She's a champion. You've got Dominic Mysterio. He's a champion. And Finn's here as well. Yeah. Which is not necessarily the best way to build a challenger, but that's not how WWE does things. No. <laughs> um, they might do a little bit of that. It might be being too cynical. But I think that is absolutely the route they should take. Um just some of the effect that you've got a gar- I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit shaken in my boots here, and then he can get some stupid friggin' shoes that he always does and go, look at how stupid they are. <laughs> you got wheelies on. Because I've got a, f- I'm staring directly at a guaranteed future world heavyweight champion and Finn Balor. Like, <laughs> yeah. Th- things like that. Yeah. Um, Cody Rhodes got his ass handed to him by Brock Lesnar last week, and then he said, see you at some slime, bitch. Cody's responding to him tonight. I feel like they need to set up the stipulation, considering we're two weeks away. Is this where Cody lays down the gauntlet of, well, whatever you stip, stip you think it's going to be? What could it possibly be? It's a third WWE pay-per-view match in a program there. By law, I think it's enshrined mm-hmm. into law in WWE that there must be a stipulation, and quite frankly, there should be. Um, if you look at this year's SummerSlam card, it is very, very rematch-heavy from very recent memory to a couple of years ago. So Roman J saw it, albeit in 2020, and the character dynamics are completely different, and it's white hot, so maybe that's a bad example. But Seth versus Finn, mm-hmm. and Brock versus Cody. And the only other match is a triple threat with all people we've seen interact with each other quite regularly, which is Asuka, Charlotte, and Bianca. That's the four matches we know so far. Yeah, absolutely. What else has been like heavily teased as all but happening? Uh, Drew Gunther, that's not a rematch. Trish Becky's going to happen, yeah, and that's a rematch. So there's uh, three matches we've seen already on PLEs this year. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, minimum. S- minimum. So I this for logical reasons uh, within the parameters of the program itself and to differentiate SummerSlam from other PLEs this year. This absolutely needs to step. I feel like we've talked about, is it going to be a bull rope match because of the report that we are set for a, um, a stipulation that we've not seen in several years? Strap match, maybe? Bull rope? I think bull ropes. It's in Detroit, so that's weird. Um, it's like... Brock Lesnar's not working a ladder match. He can do process of elimination here. Could they do Hell in a Cell? 
I just had no idea what it could be. They could do Hell in a Cell, I suppose. They, I mean, the last one was at WrestleMania, and it was uh, a bit cursed. Yeah. So maybe the need to do something or want to do something that sort of revives that as a step. But maybe Triple H will be like, he'll take the correct route with it and say like an annual attraction, not on a gimmick pay-per-view, that we'll do at least, or at most rather, once a year to preserve the fact that it's a special thing and doing it at SummerSlam after Mania, uh, mm. I would do something else. Why waste it? Yeah, I, I think Cody could still sell us on it because it's Cody. He could sell us on a bloody tiddlywinks match between Brock and What would that himself. be? What's tiddlywinks? Isn't that the one where you, like, flick the... The little counters. Is that Tiddlywinks? Yes, and I would watch it just to see how far Lesnar would do it <laughs> without meaning to. Blind woman in the crowd. That's because he'd flick it. It would clear the top rope and someone could choke to death when it lands in the mouth. <laughs> but I, Cody could sell me on it in terms of, I'm going to have to go to a place where I know that even if my back's really against the wall, I can pull it out. My tip fell off last time I was in Helen. So, yeah, 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 so. yeah. They're in Detroit. Right. Oh, he's got an idea I can tell by his little face lighting you know, up. You, you talked about like a bull rope match or a strap match because they're in Detroit, because it's the, this is effectively, with all the stuff that's gone with it, the car paper premium live event, a tow rope match. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but effectively it's a strap match. Yeah, yeah, but the but tow rope. It's because we're in Detroit cars. Car stuff. So it's a tow rope match, and WWE's got a good recent track record with just inventing new matches. So They've done one, mate. <laughs> I know you like Tony D, yeah. but none of those matches were good, except the one with Pete Doon, which was in fact goated. Yeah, the one, the one that weird one, I always forgot what it's called. Jail I, I, the Iron Survivor. Iron Survivor NXT wasn't bad. NXT Delane was good Where, as well. From where, sorry? NXT Delane. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they'll do the bull rope. Yeah, they're going to do a bull rope match. Um, do you think they're going to hoy on a rear tile defense on this show? They set it up seemingly last week. It, I thought it was going to be her and Raquel. Raquel's injured, courtesy of Rhea, hence why they lost the tag titles, which some people thought may have shown up on a, a DDT show over the weekend with Matt Cardona. That was a replica, by the way, just in case you hadn't heard. But, first of all, love Sonia and Chelsea Green. I sincerely doubt they're unfortunately going to get a title match uh, at the pay-per-view. But Liv Morgan obviously brawled with Rhea in the main event of last week's show to take her out of the picture. I, I mean, I don't think anyone, anyone's beating Rhea at the pay-per-view, so you might as well use Liv Morgan for that. She's got, good, she's got, she's got as good a reason dramatic. as any. Yeah, she's got as good a reason as any in terms of, like, you injured my friend, you cost me the match, and let's have a fight. Yeah, um, I would do live before Raquel because I'd be more inclined to believe Raquel winning. Yeah, um, it does feel beneath SummerSlam, frankly. Mm. Um, so the timing of this is a bit weird. Um, I would have done a better story to do Raquel versus Rhea at SummerSlam, mm. like a proper heavyweight fight, if you like. Um, the idea that you know a, a title switch. It's not inconceivable. Look at the size of Raquel, if nothing else. The fact that she's clearly well-liked internally, if you want to use sort of like our knowledge or, you know, knowledge, air quotes, of the backstage environment to sort of in enhance your drama of a match. So I would have laid the groundwork for that a while ago. Mm -hmm. And despite the over-delivery on Raw, that means not doing anything with Natalia. Probably a bit late to build that match as a proper dramatic, um, imminent title change spectacle. Yeah. So I hate suggesting, not that I you know can manifest anything, but I would hate 
suggesting or manifesting anything that involves like a lesser than title match for SummerSlam and Liv's just not there for me at the minute. Who knows, they could maybe do this great promo or a great angle on tonight's show. People like Liv Morgan, I think. Yeah. So maybe that could count, but they didn't last year. I don't think she's like got that much more over. Um, it's less, it runs less of a disaster these days, but I think it's mainly just there. I, the idea is to go back in time and do my idea, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, sticking with SummerSlam matches that haven't been confirmed, but basically are there. Logan Paul and Ricochet are getting into it tonight. Um, what's, what's the thing? Is it just... I think, it's, I think well, Ricochet... What's the copy? Ricochet, I think it said Logan Paul to confront Ricochet. Oh, I confront. He, uh, he said he's going to hit him where it really hurts, his ego. Did Ricochet oh, last week. Uh, balls. It really hurts getting kicked in the balls. But uh, inadvertently, one of my kids <gasps> hammered my balls. Oh my god! Like just like a running cuddle. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. I'm, I'm down for five minutes. <laughs> Thank you very much. But um, yeah, Logan Paul's an arsehole. Ricochet's beloved by the WWE. It, 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 it writes itself, doesn't it? Just That's the problem. The premise writes itself and they can't plot stories. <laughs> so I'm not interested in the next chapter. So what's the established thing? Logan Paul is having a go at Ricochet for what? Not being as big a star as he is? Or what was the, th- what, were the what were they arguing about? He was saying all you can do is, you know, like memeable content or, you know, uh, uh, things that like break the internet sort of thing. And then he did that and sort of proved, proved Logan Paul's point. But then Logan Paul obviously tried to drop him and then got hit with that awesome uh, so flashback or whatever on the bread on the outside. You're a flippy guy and you can't have lasting success outside of the cool things you can do. Whereas I'm a star. They've established that. What can Ricochet do now? Cover him in prime. <laughs> I guess. Uh, what were they, uh, told you, us- do, you do the DX thing. They could do like... Well, if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. Look up, big big bottle of prime. Pause on him. Yeah, then there's wanker symbol. <laughs> Ricky Jay does the wanker symbol. Walks off into the sunset. I can't imagine that happening. Or nor can I imagine him pulling it off. I, this is one of my big big bugbears with WWE storytelling, where they insist they're the ones that can do it, when in fact they're actually they can't plot things. They can. The Judgment Day is getting plotted. The Bloodline is getting plotted. But elsewhere on the show. They're not very good at it, and they've already established why these two characters don't like one another. They've built the story, I guess, at um, Rumble and Money in the Bank. So I am up for it, and I think it's a good idea to um, put Ricochet, and particularly what he's good at, in a um, high-profile story. So I like the bones of it, but I can't imagine it it getting advanced in any particularly... Violent, compelling, energetic, show stealing, headline writing way. I'll be amazed if I'm wrong. What if they do like a catch as catch can style match? Well, that would be pointless. <laughs> All right, opposite. What if they do a floor is lava match? They, so, they might, there's, um, they might do co cool promotion with the show. Yeah. To do that, you know. So they say floor is lava. You've got three seconds to get off the mat or the floor. And they can do loads of flippy bollocks. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't hate that, Will Bourne. <laughs> Tell you what about that show. I don't know if it's editing or how long the freaking take. Mm. I always feel like the concept is better than the execution Same. on the floor is lava. Yeah. I, was put, I put it on once. I was like, oh, the kids will love this. And then they got bored. I was like, oh, that's not very good. I very much get into the, uh, the mode of me watching the uh, Olympics where I initially go, bloody hell. That's, I mean, that's impossible. 
And then after about 10 minutes, I'm no, like... They're all doing it now. Uh, they're all doing it, but also I'm correcting their form. I'm like, oof, that wasn't very good. Yeah. That triple backflip wasn't very good. Mm. Someone, and I wish I could remember who this person was because I see it every time the Olympics comes around. Someone once pitched that when, for example, they do the 100-meter sprint, you're only watching world-class athletes compete with fellow world-class athletes. You can obviously see they're really fast. Yes. They should have some dad bod schlub. Like me from down the pub. Race at the same time. Oh, it's like a, a, a way to measure how, what normal people would yes. do. I love that. Because I've only ever seen it when they're like, I don't know how this works, but they're always like, oh, um, this country's one person short for their Olympic team. So Dave the shot putter is going to have a go at the 110 meter hurdles. Yeah. A fair play to them. But yeah, that's different. They're just they're built different. Um, but yeah, I like that. Please welcome, yeah, Usain Bolt, Tyson Gay, Warren Gatlin, and Michael from Down the Pub yeah. <laughs> in his trainers. I got my running shoes on. Oh, yeah. I only wear them for comfort. Yeah. <laughs> I love that idea. You should do it. Yeah. It's not mine. It's not mine. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, you saw it on X. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We'll get back to that in due course. Um, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, they're face-to-face. So we've got confront and then face-to-face. It's exactly the same thing to do the exact same thing, i.e. set up a SummerSlam match. Um, obviously, Gunther called out Drew, after murdering Matt Riddle last week, this can't fail. It can't fail at SummerSlam, and I'm incredibly excited. I'm not just saying that. I think this match is going to be unfriggin' believable. Mm. Is intensely physical as a WWE match gets, and in fact, like I think it should go long. Yeah, not too long. I think it's, I want to, I want to see this to go by twenty twenty two minutes. I want. I want the remit to be 
you know how every Gunther match, you, you kind of smash the crap out of each other. Mm. Yeah, I want you to do that to a preposterous extent. I want it to be the absolute closest for Intercontinental title match yet. Yeah, I want it to be as resounding a clean victory as you're going to see with Drew and Gunther. The idea being Drew McIntyre gave literally every single ounce of what he was able to summon out there, he could not, without passing out, have given a single bit more. He lost. He reaches a career crossroads. All right, okay, I'm done. I have to turn. Same, I have to yeah. start taking shortcuts. In order for that plot development to be as good as possible, he needs to just like kill him at SummerSlam, but then just die trying. Um, and then... The problem with the way WWE scripts is that we understand what's going on now. The story's been established. If there's going to be an impromptu match klaxon blaring out on tonight's show, it'll be Drew versus Ludwig. Yeah. Or Giovanni Vinci. Either way. I'll taste it. Either. either way, it's different gravy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tommaso Ciampa, Bronson Reed. Disqualification. I already have written this down in my notes. It's probably what we skip for the five-star review review tomorrow. It's a shame because the best version of this match probably rocks. Oh, yeah. Action-wise, Bronson Reed is a really fun guy to watch. Um, diminished by the fact that no one cares, which is not necessarily Did his... Did that promo where he's in the ocean of whatever it was. Yeah. It's not necessarily his fault, even though he's not the most magnetic. He's weird. He should be way more... Like he should be, he should make way more noise than he should. Mm. I think he's quite a witty big man worker. Like he can do slapstick gags, his power moves and stuff like that. And he his stuff does look like really painful. And he can get himself about, and he usually times it really well. But he's just not an interesting guy. I don't know why, and maybe it's a balance he's a, thing. He's a transfusion of personality. I don't know why when he sets up to do the tsunami, he doesn't. Pause more when he for goes. Dramatic effect. Yeah, he doesn't have those things. Be- not not because it's a risk for him. It's a kill shot. That. Yeah, you look at the in size of him. He's coming off the top rope. When Gunther does it, you go like, "Well, he's he's had to take a risk there," but you know that's basically the end. If he's not going to get it done with his power bomb or whatever, then that's. But he just sort of goes right. I'm up there, oh, so army. I I don't want to tell you know teach grandmaster suck eggs or whatever. But he's got his. Act down well, almost too well. Like he'll, he can give you a pretty painful look and dynamic match, particularly for you know, good touch for a big man. But he, I never watch Bronson Reed in that ring and think, oh, he's really feeling it out there, and he's going to take an extra second, as you say, to register something, or an extra second to like live in the moment. He feels very much like he's got his act down. He knows how to do it. And he just does it. I can never see him breaking through to the next level or like putting on this absolutely incredible manipulative crowd psychology. Yeah. He just he does good stuff for a big man, knows his own lane, sticks to it. And I, I see a ceiling over that guy. I just I'm sorry, I just do. Yeah, I don't foresee necessarily a clean finish here. Why? Because he's been in a DQ every single time. <sighs> yeah. Whether he's interfering or being interfered upon. Yeah. Um who could Oh, maybe Miz. Miz, maybe because they they, they want to get DIY on SummerSlam. I think, but I've not. I don't know what Johnny. What's happened with Johnny Gargano? I know he's had injury problems. Obviously, and we we're not going to dwell well, on uh, that. No, apparently, he was cleared. But yeah, that's yeah. He was going to be there for the the show, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, cleared. Maybe they're just delaying like 
Miz comes out, interferes. Be yourself, be no one else, mom. And then Johnny like Gargano yeah. comes out, and then they do the wave versus, not the wave, DIY. And then I. Yeah. It should be all right. Yeah, my other prediction, if they don't do that, is a double count out because... Uh, DIY versus Imperium could be different gravy. Oh, yeah. But it, uh, maybe they do a spot where, like, Bronson Reed charges at uh, Tommaso Ciampa and just bursts through the barricade. You want a big dramatic, like, oh, my God. Look what he's done to that barricade. Imagine if Never Tommaso... seen that either. I know. But then you have Tommaso Ciampa, maybe if you want to do it, rather than just give him a count-out victory, which always feels weird for a baby face. He spends so bloody long trying to get him back in the ring. They both get counted out or something. But I agree. I don't think there's going to be a clean finish to this by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we also got a match with a major stipulation heading into SummerSlam, potentially at least. Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark. If Becky wins, she gets a match with Trish that she desperately wants uh, at SummerSlam. If she loses, not only does she have to get down on her hands and knees and say, thank you, Trish, <laughs> she has to get it tattooed on her. Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing as I said on the raw review. I'm yeah. sorry, it's a raw preview. What do you want us to say on this? Mm. So we uh, you know we should do a QA instead. <laughs> if they'd had Becky versus Zoe Stark, if you win, it's Becky versus Trish 2, the final chapter. Yeah. If Becky wins, that's it. The feud's over. You can no longer bother me. Oh, Zoe wins. No, if I'm talking, I'm not talking about this rubbish raw match that no one cares about. I'm talking about right. Becky beats Zoe for the chance to fight Trish again. Okay. Then at SummerSlam, it's Becky versus Trish. And if Becky wins a SummerSlam against Trish, that's it. It's all over. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. If Trish wins, Becky has to get it tattooed on her. Like having like the tattoo, the chair, the chair, and the stuff. If you're not going to deliver it. Like, it's probably bad. It's like oh, it's like um, the gun. Chekhov's gun. Oh, okay. If you introduce a gun in the first yes, act, you yeah, have to yeah, fire yeah. it in the third. Like if you have the tattoo thing there and no one gets tattooed, it's like, oh, I want to see someone get tattooed for some reason, even though I would. It's wrestling. It's weird like that. Uh, maybe that'd be a bad idea if they're not actually going to have anyone tattooed. Maybe he's always getting tattered tonight then. No one's getting tattered. Yeah. It's one could volunteer. They shouldn't mention the tattoo if no one's getting tattooed. Maybe Trish maybe tries to get out of it and says, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm not going to face you at SummerSlam, even though you've beaten Zoe Stark. So you better, otherwise I'm going to tattoo her. No one's getting tattooed, Wilborn. I've talked myself out of it. Someone's got to get tattooed. You shouldn't mention tattooed if no one's getting tattooed. I think Zoe gets a tat tonight. Like a hair versus nothing match. So if I win, I get you have to cut your hair off. But if I win, nothing happens. <laughs> what could possibly happen? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like terrible. This whole feud absolutely stinks. Yeah. And uh, not enough people are burying it. In in effect, people are burying it by not really talking about it. Yeah, which is wild to think about when it's Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch at the second biggest show of the year. Aye. Um, Trish Stratus's legacy is overstated. I think she did really well for that era, and I'm not diminishing that, but they've amplified it to a point that now when they're trying to say it's a thing, the truth is uh, saying otherwise. I think, do you know what? I think tonight 
Becky wins. And Trish is like, no, I'm, I'm still not facing you. I don't care. And she says, fine. If you won't do it, I'm going to tattoo Zoe Stark. She says, you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare. She tattoos Zoe Stark on the face. No one's right. getting tattooed. Like, hear me out, hear Much me out. less on the face. Hear me out, hear me out. She writes, Becky was ear, right? Oh, on Zoe's face. Forehead or cheek or... Yeah, like, yeah. But... Following that, because it's not an actual tattoo, I had to break it this to you. She's not actually getting that tattooed on her face, no matter how much she loves. Um, There's Pierce uh, now. Um, but in the interim, Trish has paid for a tattoo removal for Zoe, but Zoe gets to wear a face mask, which they can then try and introduce in the Zombieland match because it's been part of the, the feud and the stuff. You don't even care about this, do you? Nah. Nah, not even, even I don't care. Shut up then. Okay, one last thing. Well, yeah. It's time to play the game! Time to play time the to game! game. <laughs> At least it's not Becky versus Tamina, right? <laughs> you can tattoo my eyes closed if you want. <laughs> um, it's a game. Tattoo yeah. a better program on the inside of my <laughs> eyelids. <laughs> Which I'd rather have done to me. It's a game we haven't played for so long, I can't remember how we do it. Do you remember the Halcyon days remember? of um, a little show called NXT? Which, right. which, which Halcyon days? Not that one. I'm talking about NXT. Do you play? Oh! Where they would <laughs> seemingly... At random, every week, introduce a topical reference into the show. Zeitgeist heist. But, well, how did we set that up? Was there a jingle or anything? I just remember. I remember it was being called the Zeitgeist heist. There was no jingle or anything. So it was there like did it, did it, did it. What's the Zeitgeist heist of the week? Yeah, it was just... we had a Tony D like rap or he, like speaking the version of Tony D. That was weird. I didn't like impersonating people from NXT. It felt strange that it was. It was Zeit. What did it? Did it? It didn't even have. No. Maybe this predated the jingles. I think it did. I think it was just like time for the Zeitgeist heist, and then we hit the Tamina button. Maybe. Oh, it might have predated the button. Jesus. But yeah. Um, but we used to do like, what void is Tony D gonna say? Because we was like, right, okay, he's doing some business down by the docks. Um, so you would say something like, "Well, I thought like, okay, what family member?" Yeah, it was always yeah. We just I thought it was like three, wasn't it? Family member, void. <laughs> Yeah, and something else. And I was just to search Zeitgeist Ice and see what it comes up. Cause like. I, cause I used to um, Google uh, list of. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot one of the other games we used to play on NXT was. Dude, where's, where's my, my tits? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not as horny as it used to be. The Angelo Predictor. Predictor, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Dude, that's a flashback, isn't it? Tony D. Predictor. I used to... <laughs> Sorry, the notes that I found out. Do you want me to read them out? Yes, please. They're from March of 2022. What's next for NXT champion Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, then we also had A-Kid's NXT debut. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. Uh, and of course, a ladder match. There's <laughs> Sod's Law in it. <laughs> oh, It's not Sod's Law. It's um, something about inevitability. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, Who was in the ladder match? I just say I just saw. I saw. I think it was. Cam, I think it was Cameron Grimes, and I think it was probably just North American yeah. title stuff, um, which is in a much better place now. On dumb, very dumb shoulder. Um, so yeah, Zeitgeist heist. I, I, it's sort of a different one this week. 
I might bring this back. I'm enjoying this, uh, especially with current era WWE being the way that they are. So good. Yeah. So rather than it being you guessing what they're going to talk about, I'm going to flip it on you. I want you to. I want you to try, us to try and guess who is going to make reference to it. X. X is correct. Yes. So, I mean, you've obviously got DX, who used to say "suck it," which we subsequently discovered means. Don't sing my Yeah, we didn't discover it. We reported. Yeah. we broke. We broke that we story broke wide it. open. Yeah, yeah. So who is going to make reference to either? I mean, it could be Triple H and DX. Suck my X. X marks my cock. <laughs> who is going to make reference to X tonight? See if I can pull up this raw. Maybe we can play. I could just do the raw roster. Just do the raw roster, yeah. Okay, and we'll try. We'll try. We'll workshop how they can bring it in. Okay, I have the raw roster in front of us. Okay, I'm not. Looking. Oh my god, I just saw Mansoir's, and if he's part of it, and instantly oh, X yeah. is sorting right now. <laughs> yes, right. Okay, I'm scrolling through. Tell me when to stop, and then pick a number between one and four. Stop. Two. Johnny Gargano. <laughs> is that is that kind of talk? Yeah. Um. Well, the last time you saw me, guys, <laughs> X was still called Twitter. Uh, see, I'm good on. I'm self-deprecating, Johnny G, and you're seeing me because I've just interfered in uh, Tommaso Champa versus Bronson Reed, and the and DIY are gonna come back. XOXO Gargano. <laughs> right, one more, one more, one more, one more. Stop. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes could sell X to me. I might think, oh, actually, X is the best transition uh, any social media company's ever made. Yes. Who uh, who does the topical references these days? Corey Graves is bound. Chad lo- Gable could do a good one. Chad Gable could do oh, a Corey good Graves, one. yeah, but I'm not going to listen to him. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll treat him out every yeah, week. If Chad Gable's there. But, but, but no, tell you what, I tell a lie. I don't always ignore Corey Graves. Do you remember that time he had a breakdown and couldn't remember what a no TQ match was? Yes. I think I might have it, you know. So Seth Rollins and Finn Balor during the contract signing, they're going to do the, you know, I'm a changed man um, after a after a buckle bomb. Changed man after a buckle bomb. Um, even though it took him uh, seven years to, mm, that's a realize, quite a, yeah. to realize that it changed him. Yeah. Pretty cheerful when you came back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seth Rollins can make a feel it. <laughs> I'm a scouser. Say fool in Irish. Fool. Fool, yeah. You're being a bloody fool. Uh, Seth Rollins and I can make a fool of yourself on X instead of Twitter. I like that. It doesn't matter if it's called Twitter or if it's called X, you still make a fool of yourself, Seth. Yes. Something like that. Perfect. There we go. Can we crowbar any more NXT things at the Raw preview? Let us know what we forgot. You can be our... Is it George R. R. Martin? He's got the Lawmaster. Yes. Where he's written such volumes of material that he himself can no longer keep track of it. So he's hired a guy yeah. who loves it. And you can be all everything. Will Washington. If you can be NXT game podcast law Will Washington and let us know what we forgot, which various games. Dude, where's my tits? <laughs> things good, things of that ilk. I don't think... We, I, I remember I got um, Zeitgeist Heist once. Time to play the game! Time to play the game! 
Can you did it, did it, did it, did it? Can you remember the time I got Zeitgeist Heist one hundred percent correct? I, I remember it happening, and I remember popping huge for it. What was it? Was it when there was that big fight in a restaurant somewhere? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So what happened was it went viral because it's like, look at these slob American assholes <laughs> living down to the worst stereotypes of that nation. But basically, in a restaurant. There was like they were running out of steak. Oh, it was one. Was it not Waffle House? Was it? Try again. I'd never heard of it until the story. It's like a Danny's. Yeah, it wasn't know. like that. What was it? Well, I'm going to do the impression first. So they're having. Um, there was a certain food. Okay. I just told you it's a steak that they were running low of, running oh. out of, and it went viral for a bit. And I said. Wade Barrett, yes. on commentary, yes. is going to make reference to a fight breaking out in the ring, much like it broke out of the Golden Corral. Run out. It's like the Golden Run Out. It's like the, go- it's like the Golden Corral's run out of bloody steak in here. And he said it. And he, I was loving it. I, I think there's going to be an X reference tonight. Speaking of X. So you make a fool of yourself. It doesn't matter if it's Twitter or X. You still make a fool of yourself on it, Seth. Ooh. Shoot season. Also, that could be a clue if he's got like a picture of of Seth with loads of X's drawn on where he's going to hurt him, right? It's not JD McDonough. This is what I'm talking about. JD McDonough is going to be in the judgment day eventually. I think they've forgotten him to stop caring. Yeah, fair enough. It's fine. It's perfect. We need to change it. But if they do want to do that, that's a little bit of a little breadcrumb. Indeed. Still make a fool out of yourself, Seth. Because he used to do that. Yeah. Best wrestling on the world, planet, period. Eh? Full up food off my plate table or plate yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Dark times. Um, if you want to follow us on X, you can do so at What Culture WWE. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, you can check out the SmackDown and the Collision reviews right now. And me and Sid will be back tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw. But for now, this has been the Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 